Welcome to the Factual Forecast, a look at the week's biggest stories and what they mean from the editors at Factual. I'm Jimmy Lovis. Today is January 27th, and in this week's forecast, we've got Canadian truckers protesting a vaccine mandate, elections in Portugal, Hungary's Prime Minister visiting Russia, the start of the Winter Olympics in Beijing, and a look at the coup in Burkina Faso. You can also read about these stories and more in our weekly newsletter, which you can find a link to in the show notes. A convoy of trucks from the western Canadian province of British Columbia is expected to arrive in the country's capital on Sunday as part of a coronavirus protest. The truckers, who are headed to Ottawa in their so-called Freedom Convoy from Vancouver, are protesting a vaccine mandate announced by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government in November. That mandate requires all workers crossing into Canada to be fully vaccinated. The policy took effect last Saturday, despite strong opposition. The Canadian Trucking Alliance, which is opposed to the protests, said the vast majority of the 160,000 truckers who regularly make cross-border trips are already vaccinated, though the vaccination rate among U.S. truckers is expected to be much lower. Now, A convoy of trucks in downtown Ottawa is likely to paralyze traffic in the surrounding area, but Trudeau remains defiant that the measure will remain in place, despite the cited risk to already strained supply chains. Finally, truckers who don't get vaccinated risk a 14-day quarantine after they cross into Canada from the United States. Voters in Portugal will choose the country's new government on Sunday. This comes after snap elections called by the president after Parliament failed to approve this year's budget. Prime Minister Antonio Costa, who is the leader of the center-left Socialist Party, is up for re-election. His main opponent in the race, Rui Rio, leads the center-right Democratic Socialist Party. The government has announced those with coronavirus or self-isolating will be allowed to leave the House and vote during a set time slot. Now, several polls suggest neither party will win a majority, meaning a new coalition might be in the cards. In 2015, the Socialist Party formed a government with the Communist Party, the Left Bloc, and the Greens, but the relationships with these parties have been severed after they disapproved the budget. Meanwhile, a Democratic Socialist Party minority win could lead the party to team up with right-wing parties. Polls suggest the far-right party Chega, criticized for comments against migrants and minorities, could reach as much as 6% of the votes and become the third biggest party in Portugal. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban is expected to hold bilateral talks with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Moscow on Tuesday. Discussions are expected to center around the now-much-delayed, largely Russian-led project of expanding Hungary's nuclear power plant in Paksh. Earlier, the Hungarian foreign minister said he wished for the project to enter an infancy phase by early this year, with the help of Russian state energy company Rosatom, and a hefty $12 billion loan from a Russian state bank. Now, such heavy reliance on Russia has led to a division of stances within Hungary and abroad. While the government, which has always pushed for closer ties with Russia, welcomed the project, critics have said it would mean greater financial and political dependence on Russia for relatively little gain. The Winter Olympics opening ceremony will be staged in Beijing next Friday, kicking off the second Olympic Games to be held since the start of the pandemic. The Summer Olympics were held in Tokyo last summer against all odds, ending just six months ago, creating an unusually short turnaround leading up to the Winter Olympics. 
Preparations in Beijing have been in full swing with a new set of coronavirus restrictions, including a strict closed-loop bubble for all participants and limiting spectators to select participants only from mainland China. Several countries, including the United States and the United Kingdom, declared diplomatic boycotts of the Games, though most participating countries have not. Now, the Beijing Olympics will begin partway through the Lunar New Year holidays, which officially begin February 1st. Travel for the holiday has already begun, which usually lasts some 40 days and involves hundreds of millions of people, though some travel restrictions are in place to curb coronavirus spread. Of course, this comes as Beijing opens its borders to international visitors for the Olympics in a way it hasn't since the beginning of the pandemic, despite a global surge in cases due to the Omicron variant. Our last item for this forecast is on the recent coup in the West African nation of Burkina Faso. For more on that, I spoke with Factual Editor Ahmed Namatala. Hi, Ahmed. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, there's been a lot of big news so far in 2022, and I suspect there's a good chance some of our listeners might not know what's going on in Burkina Faso. Can you catch us up to speed? Yes. The country, Burkina Faso, has become the fifth country on the continent to see the military seize power over the past two years. And we're talking about countries in the middle part of the continent. Soldiers went on state TV on Monday and announced that the military had taken control and detained President Copre. He's now being held in a place that has not been disclosed. The military also said it dissolved the government, suspended the constitution, and suspended and closed borders. And this is the fifth military took over? That seems like an extraordinary number. Yes, uh, and some are calling it the revival of Africa's coup belt. So now you can go from the Atlantic and travel all the way across the continent to the Red Sea. And all the countries that you will have traveled through will have seen either a successful or an attempted coup. Starting with Guinea, Mali, these have seen two successful coup attempts, Burkina Faso. Then going through Niger, which saw a, an unsuccessful attempt last year, and then on to Chad and Sudan. Was Burkina Faso's just a straight-up power grab, or did they try to justify overthrowing the government? They did offer a justification, and that was that it was a response to the ongoing degradation of the security situation in the country following multiple uh, militant attacks, uh, particularly in the northern part of the country where the Islamic State has established presence. These attacks have led to the deaths of hundreds of people, and according to the UN, the displacement of an estimated 1.5 million of the country's about 21 million population. What's the situation like now? Is the military getting much resistance? Not really. Uh, things are calming down. Uh, in fact, there have been protests in support of the military. Uh, the coup leader is already forming a new government, and France, which has long held a strong presence in the region, it's telling its citizens that the situation is, quote, normalizing, and they can resume normal activities. How has the international community reacted to this? So the U.S. has condemned it and called for a return to constitutional order. 
So has the United Nations with Secretary General Antonio Guterres specifically calling it a coup. The EU has uh, said that it's very worried and also called for a return to constitutional order and uh, the release of uh, the president. As far as action goes, the uh, economic bloc of West Africa, known as ECOWAS, has condemned the coup and uh, said it would hold an extraordinary uh, summit this Friday to discuss the crisis. They've done this with past coups in the region and have really shown little to no results. In France, President Macron said he would uh, discuss the crisis with uh, regional leaders. Speaking of France, the other day I saw a video out of Burkina Faso that appeared to show a coup supporter burning a French flag and another one waving a Russian flag. What's going on with that? Uh, That's true. Uh, People in West Africa in general, not just in Burkina Faso, are growing increasingly frustrated with France, their former colonizer, uh, and its inability to fight the uh, Islamic State that has caused massive destruction over the past few years. With the military seizing power, uh, Russia is seeing an opening to boost its presence in the region. Uh, what you saw in the video with the with the flags, there was protesters uh, literally asking for Russia to take place of France uh, to restore security in our country. Well, I guess my final question for you, Ahmed, is like always, what should folks be watching for next? Well, first, there are concerns about uh, the whereabouts and safety of President Cobra, the uh, military leader of uh, Burkina Faso today said that the former president was the only government official that was arrested in the coup. Uh, A military spokesman said earlier that no physical violence was used against those uh, who were arrested, Um, but they still didn't say where the former president was being held. We also want to watch for ECOWAS and what actions the bloc takes and whether they show to be more effective than actions that they took when coups took place in Mali and Guinea. We also want to see if, you know, they impose sanctions. Uh, Sanctions could act as uh, an incentive for the country's new military leaders to uh, reverse course or uh, fast track the return to democratic order. But it's it's still unclear who would be imposing those sanctions. Finally, how Russia and France go about taking control in this region and whether France actually gives way to uh, Russia to expand its presence on the ground, as it has done in uh, neighboring countries. Well, I know you and the rest of the editorial team will be keeping track of all this. Thank you for that. And thank you for your time. Thank you, Jimmy. Take care. Today's episode was produced with work from Factual Editors David Wiley, Jess Fino, Bada Kim, and Vivian Wang. Our interview featured editor Ahmed Namatala, and our music comes courtesy of Andrew Gosby. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Factual Forecast. We publish our forward-looking podcast each Thursday to help you get a jump start on the week ahead. You can, of course, subscribe for free, and if you have feedback, suggestions, or events we've missed, drop us a note by emailing hello at factual.com. 